Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. So in worship, let us come to the one who offers us peace and rest. And as we begin our worship, we sing our first hymn, Light of the world, you step down into darkness. Let us sing. Step down into darkness Open my eyes, let me see Beauty that made this heart adore you Hope of a life spent with you Here I am to worship here I am to bow down Here I am to say that You're my God You're all together lovely All together worthy All together wonderful to me King of all days so highly exalted, glorious in heaven above. Humbly you came to the earth you created, all full of sake became poor. Wonderful to me 
First of all, a prayer of adoration and of thanksgiving. Let us pray. Living God, the God of all our ancestors, of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, of Sarah, Rebecca and Rachel, eternal glory is yours and you are worthy of all praise. In grace and love you gave your Son to be our Saviour, to die on the cross and to be raised by you again. To you be blessing and honour and glory and might for ever and ever. Thanks be to you, loving God, for the joy at the heart of the faith we profess, a joy not built on the sand of whim and fancy, but on the rock of Christ. Thanks be to you, loving God, for the gospel's utterly good news, timelessly relevant, always, everywhere. Thanks be to you, loving God, for the sure anchor to our ships that faith can have. Buffeted by the storms and swept by tides, still we are not wrecked, still we do not sink, still we can ride out the tempest. Thanks be to you, loving God, for the utter joy of Easter. Death and darkness overcome by life and light. The pain of the cross swallowed up in the dawn hope of resurrection. Thanks be to you, loving God, for the power and passion of the gospel to transform and complete and make new. In Jesus' name. Amen. and a prayer of confession. Be gracious to us, loving God, and listen to our prayer. Forgive us for the times when our deeds have belied our words. We have failed in humble service. We have failed in trust and obedience. We have failed in love and forgiveness. Graciously forgive us and renew us and recall us to your service by the grace of the cross. Amen. As Jesus forgave Peter, so we are confident in his promise to forgive all who truly repent. Our sin is forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Psalm 4, verses 1 to 7. A psalm and a prayer of David. Answer me when I call to you, my righteous God. Give me relief from my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. How long, O men, will you turn my glory into shame? How long will you love delusions and seek false gods? Know that the Lord has set apart the godly for himself. 
The Lord will hear when I call to him. In your anger, do not sin. When you are on your beds, search your hearts and be silent. Offer right sacrifices and trust in the Lord. Many are asking, who can show us any good? Let the light of your face shine on us, O Lord. For you have filled my heart with greater joy than when their grain and new wine abound. I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Amen. We come together to sing once more. We come to sing, Be Thou My Vision, O Lord of my heart. Let us sing either in our hearts or out loud. Let us sing.
chapter 24 verses 36 to 48. In this passage we pick up the story of the first Easter day after the two disciples had journeyed to Emmaus, unknowingly encountered Jesus on the way and Jesus having revealed himself as they took supper in Emmaus and then the disciples rush back to Jerusalem to meet with their other friends and tell their story. And so this passage picks up. While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of boiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you whilst I was still with you that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in my name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. This is the Gospel of Christ. Glory to Christ our Saviour. The New Testament reading is taken from the first letter of John, chapter 3 verses 1 to 7. See what love the Father has given us, 
that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him, for we will see him as he is. And all who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin is guilty of lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him sins. No one who sins has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Everyone who does what is right is righteous just as he is righteous. This is the word of God. Amen. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. David was a shepherd, the youngest of eight brothers, therefore the least of all the men in his family. Yet God chose him to become greater than all the others. He was anointed by Samuel and later became King David. As king, he still had obstacles to overcome. Times of fear and times of worry. The psalm we heard read earlier is a nighttime prayer of David. David had been fleeing for his life and was sleeping rough. He came to God and found rest in his presence. The prayer is a prayer of someone who knew God, who trusted in God and found rest and peace in the presence of God. To David, coming to God brought peace and solace, even in the most difficult of times. He stated, I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. David's testimony in this psalm is that prayer brings hope and joy through the peace and safety the Lord alone provides. This last week has brought hard times for our Queen. Prince Philip, who has been by her side for over 73 years, has died. Throughout those years, the Queen has been strengthened and supported by his love for her. The Queen also has a great faith in God. And my prayer is that she will enter into God's presence, as David did, and find solace, rest and strengthening over the next few weeks and months. Life is hard for so many people at the moment. Countries all over the world are trying to cope with a virus that has caused countless deaths and long-term illnesses for many people. 
businesses are struggling with their constant shutdowns. Countries in Europe are now having their third lockdown and people are wondering, when will this all be over? When can we get back to normal? When I hear this, I tend to ask, what is normal? Life is constant change, sometimes slow, sometimes quick, but still change. So in reality, what is normal? Going back over 2000 years, Jesus' disciples were in turmoil. They had seen their hope for a better future die in front of their eyes. Jesus had been crucified on a cross and had been laid in a tomb. To them, there was no coming back from this. But now they were receiving strange news. Jesus' body has disappeared from the tomb and Mary and some of the disciples were saying that they had seen Jesus. Two disciples had returned from Emmaus and were telling the disciples who were hiding in Jerusalem that Jesus had spoken with them, had broken bread with them and was alive and that they found comfort in his presence. While these two were telling their story, Jesus appeared in the room. The disciples were scared and doubted their own eyes. Was this a ghost before them? Then Jesus spoke to them. Why are you troubled? Why do doubts arise in your minds? Look at my hands and my feet. They were amazed. Joy and fear were mixed together, so much so that they struggled to believe their own eyes. Jesus then asked for food and ate it with them. And he said to them, this is what I told you whilst I was with you, would happen to fulfill the scriptures. Jesus then opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. To them, seeing and hearing was believing. They were the witnesses who would begin to spread the word that Jesus was risen and had overcome death. In his presence, the disciples had their fear eased and found strength, courage and peace. We are now those witnesses for Jesus. We may not have seen him in the flesh like the first disciples, but we have and can see him at work in our own lives and in the lives of his people throughout the world. How do we witness Christ's love and forgiveness to those around us? The thought of witnessing for Christ may either fill us with enthusiasm or scare us, and I admit for me it scares me. We know that David found rest and strength in God's presence and that the disciples found joy, renewal and hope in the presence of Jesus. So when we struggle with fears and doubts, we know we have been shown where and to whom we need to go. 
We need to enter the presence of God through Jesus. We need to spend time in prayer and in reflection in his company. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. John knew and understood what God had done through Jesus. He backs up his statement by saying, and we are. Those who turn to Christ are God's children. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. John is pointing out that people did not recognise Jesus for who he was before the crucifixion and therefore people do not recognise who Jesus is this day. John says, dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. We live under, under a promise that Jesus will come back for us. How and when we do not know, but we do know he will return for those who love and follow him, that we will become like him. We also live under the promise that he is here for us now. His spirit is with us to help and to guide us through life. John asks us to remain true to Jesus. He says, Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. And by that he means just as Jesus is righteous. When we do what is right, we are like Jesus in the world. It is our task to follow what Jesus taught his disciples, to act fairly and to act justly, to help the people we can help and to go to God in prayer for peace, for strength and for the refreshment we need. In my job, I am alongside people in their latter years. One lovely lady I found strength being alongside was Myra. She had been an Anglican reader and had a deep and strong faith. She became wheelchair bound and had lost most of her sight, but that did not speak, stop her from speaking of her faith in Jesus. When one of her carers asked her about her faith and who Jesus was, Mary gave the late My Myra, sorry, Myra gave the lady her Bible and told her to read it. She would also say, life happens. Life can be both good and bad. And when the bad happens, it is still life and you cannot blame God for it. She was right. Life will and does happen to all of us. We will all experience good and bad throughout our years. Just as many are now experiencing the bad with the virus. The good news is God is still here with us in and through Jesus' spirit. He is always ready for us to go to him 
to rest in his presence. So let us just do that. And as we are resting with him, may we find peace and be blessed with his strength, his hope and his love so that we can be witness to his sacrificial love in the way we live our lives. Amen. We come together to sing once more. And can it be that I should gain an interest in our Saviour's love? Let us sing. Sing with me, and can it be?
And so let us bring our prayers of intercession, our prayers for ourselves and others before God. Let us pray. As Lord, we rejoice in the glory of your resurrection. Strengthen our faith that we may know you live in eternity with the Father and the Holy Spirit. May we know in our own lives that the crucified one is alive and comes to us. Turn our doubts and disbelief into awe and wonder until we rejoice in the near presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for churches struggling at this time, wrestling with their sense of purpose and in the uncertainty of their future as we begin to emerge from the pandemic. We pray for those who have grown cold in their love of Christ and that we may witness to your resurrection. O God, our defender, answer us when we call. We pray for all who to seek to relieve hunger and suffering and for those who seek to help people to rise out of their troubles. We pray for organisations and charities who work with the well-being of others and for those whose lives are endangered through injustice, abuse, neglect and the terrors of violent conflict. O God, our defender, answer us when we call. We remember with gratitude those who have protected us and guided us in times of our need and darkness, in our homes, our families and our communities. And we pray for those who give themselves in this ministry and for those in need of such solace. Lord of hosts, you are our hope and our strength. We pray for those who suffer at this time with bereavement, both through the recent death of a loved one we call to mind the Queen and the Royal Family, but also those more personal to us. And also those for whom there is an anniversary of a loved one's passing or other significant date. We pray especially for those who in the last year have been unable to say their farewells in the way that they felt they ought. May we and they know that nothing separates us from the love of Christ. Lord of hosts, you are our hope and our strength. In Christ's name, Amen. And let us join together in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, 
thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We come together for our final hymn. So let us sing, O Jesus, I have promised. Jesus says to his disciples, Peace be with you. And they responded in turmoil. Jesus said, Have you anything to eat? They served him fish. Jesus opened their minds. They became his witnesses. So Lord, may we too find peace in your service with open minds 
and hearts on fire. And may you go with the blessing of God the Father to witness to Jesus the Son and be empowered by the Holy Spirit today and always. Amen. <laughs>